This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome to Dollars and Cents. I'm Elaine Scollin, along with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates. They're experts in helping you get out of debt. So, Blair, we have a guest with us today, which is just lovely. I love talking to clients who have come and and gotten some assistance with you. Yeah, I'm thrilled as well to welcome Darlene on our show today. uh, And really thrilled because I know from hearing from other listeners that it's when people share their actual perspectives, their experiences, it can resonate with so many people, people who feel like they're alone, the only person facing a debt problem. Um, So welcome, Darlene. Thrilled to have you today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wonder if we can start off. Can you tell me a bit about the situation that brought you to Sands and Associates? What were you facing at the time? What, what was it like? Well, um, I had a few credit cards and things were not too bad for a while, but um, it didn't take too long. And all of a sudden, the next thing you know, I was maxed out at my uh, top of my balance there. And I started to realize that um, I was paying more in interest than I was against the principal, and I started to get really scared. Um, Mm. I didn't think that I would be able to dig myself out of a hole like that, and I really didn't know where to turn. Um, Mm. I saw the ad on TV, a couple of them, and it sparked my, um, you know, interest, and I thought perhaps... You know, it would be something for me. I, I was scared. You know, mm-hmm. I think everybody's kind of scared when it comes to money and making decisions, especially when it comes to, like, bankruptcy or, or um, trying to consolidate your debts and stuff like that. But it, it was the right step for me, and uh, it's really helped me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's never a comfortable situation when people come to see us. They're obviously struggling for, for some reason. And was there anything particular that happened that led to the debt accumulating? Or was it, you know, cost of living, things built up over time? Well, is there anything you can point to? It was cost of living and I lost my job. So mm-hmm. I wasn't able to make, you know, my payments the way I wanted to. Um, you know, COVID hit and that was a big struggle in the beginning. Right. And yeah, I just found that I, you know, all of a sudden I I really didn't have any money. Uh, all my money was going to paying minimum balances, and it, it was just going to the interest. None of the principal was being cut down, so I, I was going nowhere fast. Yeah, we talk about that a lot on the show when people look at their credit card statements and they see, hey, it's a few thousand dollars, but it's decades for for me to pay it off. Um, And, you know, we call it the minimum payment trap because, you know, you're doing what the bank's asking, you're paying minimum payments. But sometimes people come to that realization like you did that, well, I'm really not getting ahead. I'm treading water at best and probably making the bank a lot of money. But what about my Mm -hmm. quality of life as well? Exactly. I really had no quality of life. I was stressed out constantly you know, struggling, you know, pinching pennies, um, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul sort of thing. And, and it w- just wasn't working for me. So, you know, I uh, I took the advice of the ad that I saw on TV and, and I braved the call and I couldn't have been happier. I talked to a wonderful lady, Kimberly, and oh, great, she yeah. was amazing. 
She mm-hmm. took away all my stresses. In one phone call, I went from being stressed out to being calm and just feeling at ease. And it, it's, it's amazing, you know, what she did for me. Um, she explained everything in great detail. She gave me, you know, a few different options of what I could do, and we discussed what would be the best for me, and she took it from there. She, you know, did all the arrangements, and, you know, uh, other than a couple of phone calls, I really didn't have to do much, and all of a sudden it was brought down to a payment that I could make where I wasn't taking away from my food money or my, you know, my daily expenses sort of thing, and... Yeah, I mean, if if anybody is struggling out there with debt and they're just making minimum payments, the best thing you can do for yourself is to get go to Sands and Associates and get your your debts consolidated because it just takes away so much stress and mm-hmm. it gives you opportunity to get back on your feet again. You know, I mean. Once you get everything all paid off and you're in the clear, then, you know, it's so much better. I've learned um, we had two phone calls where we mm-hmm. discussed um, budgeting and finances and stuff, which were very the informative. The counseling sessions, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I found them very informative and, um, you know, gave me some good ideas on how to budget better and, you know, what to look for and, um yeah, I just I found it to be a really good experience. It wasn't as scary as I thought. You know, I was really scared at first, but she took all that away and just made it a really pleasant experience. I'm so, so thrilled. If you could see me, Darlene, you'd see me smiling for, from ear to ear because I've worked with Kimberly now for 14 years and she's one of our, our longest standing employees at Sands. She's coming up on 30 years with the company. And just the way you're describing is exactly the way that all my interactions are with Kimberly. She's respectful, empathetic, mm-hmm. um, you know, really, really care, cares. Uh, and I'm so thrilled even from that first meeting, you know, you could feel that. Uh, so that, She that's never the, made yeah. me feel the least bit that. You know, like for being in debt and being, you know, having maxed out my card. She never made me feel bad about anything. She just was very positive and upbeat and worked to get the right proposal for me. And Mm -hmm. it was really quick and simple and stress-free. And just, yeah, if anybody's out there, just go for it. Dial that number Mm -hmm. and you'll be amazed because it'll change your life. No, I, I'm so thrilled to, to hear all of that, Darlene. Now, my experience, too, is a lot of people, they struggle for a period of time. You know, in, in my opinion, they, they suffer for too long. Our research shows it can be up to two years from people start to feel like they got a debt problem to when they're on the phone with us, making that first call, getting the plan in place. What did that look like for you? Was there a period of time when you weren't sure what to do? And, you know, how did you feel and how long did that last? It took me a couple of years of where I was making minimum payments and just struggling along. And I knew I had to do something, but I didn't know what to do. And I was scared. Um, You know, I I had heard of bankruptcy and I know that, you know, that costs a lot of money. And then your credits, you know, messed up for seven years or whatever. And I waited, like I said, the two years. And but Mm -hmm. if I had was smart enough, I would have I would have fallen sooner because it. (laughs) I could have alleviated a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think people wait because they're scared 
and they, they don't know what to expect and they don't want a black mark on their credit rating. Um, but it, it's not that. It's not that at all. Um, it doesn't darken your credit rating. As a matter of fact, it makes it better because you alleviate all your debts in, yeah. you know, by consolidating them and putting them together and paying them off just makes it easier. Yeah, I think the insights that you're sharing there, Darlene, are so valuable uh, because a lot of people, they hesitate to reach out because they have some idea that bankruptcy is the worst possible thing in the world. And, you know, we've got a YouTube video that says bankruptcy is not as bad as you think. And it really isn't for a lot of people, but it's also, it's far from the only option. It's about one in 10 people that we see uh, file a bankruptcy these days. About nine in 10 people file a consumer proposal, uh, which mm-hmm. is what you did. But I'd say the vast majority of those nine out of 10, they thought they were calling just a bankruptcy service and that's all they're going to be able to do so when people actually figure out about what a proposal is uh, you know they have a whole lot more hope and they tend to feel a lot more pride too saying well you know i didn't take um, the easier way out if you can call it that a bankruptcy i faced this head on here's what i can afford to repay and this crazy interest rate well that has to stop immediately and of course that's never going to get it out of debt if they're charging a 20 or 30 percent interest when you do mm-hmm. a proposal you get something you can afford that gives you that quality of life you know and i also took away from your comments that you know you were a bit hard on yourself but hearing your story objectively you know people lose their job through no fault of their own and we've just come through this global pandemic which none of us obviously had a a hand in causing but we all felt the impact so Mm -hmm. so many people are are suffering and i'm sure some folks have been suffering since 2020 2021 uh maybe hearing a bit of your story um, is really going to help them cause cause to reach out um, I'm curious how you're doing now. So how has the experience been on your financial attitudes? What's the impact been? How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I'm back to work now. And, um, you know, I, I can afford to pay all my bills. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a credit card because I'm cash only now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Until that's okay. <laughs> I get, you know, everything's straightened out. But, um, mm-hmm. No, I'm doing really good. I'm, you know, I'm very happy. I'm not nearly as stressed out as I was before. It's taken all of that away. Um, you know, I make my monthly payment and it's within my means and it doesn't uh, take away from my basic necessities of life. Um, you know, I, I couldn't be in a better place right now, you know, compared to, you know, days before I made the call to compare to where I am today is just night and day. And do you remember, and I don't need the exact numbers if you don't recall, but do you remember how much you were being asked to pay on your debts before you came to see us and then what you're paying on, on the proposal now, if, if you're comfortable sharing any ballparks on yeah, that? Yeah, it was about $17,000 that I owed, yeah. and I ended up paying just under eight. Okay, so just under half, and that's what we talk about a lot. A proposal will save you usually a half, maybe two-thirds, depending on the situation. Hmm. Yeah, so basically uh, I'm paying all the principal and none of the interest. <laughs> right, so what you actually borrowed and then the interest got away and it doubled it on you. That, that debts will double in every three years if they're about 24% interest, which is probably where you were at there. Mm-hmm. That's right. Was there anything that surprised you about the process of getting help with your debts? It sounded like you anticipated the first conversation would be more difficult than it was, but uh, anything along those lines that would surprise people? I think you'd be surprised at just how genuine the people are at sounds and how comfortable they make you and how informative they are, how helpful they are. Um, They give you lots of options and all the information that you need and there's no pressure to do anything. 
yeah, I I just found it to be a great experience. I mean, it, it took me from darkness to light. I wish I had it done a long time sooner. You know, I wish I hadn't waited. I think, you know, you wait out of fear, but once you get there, you realize there's nothing to be afraid of. It's quite the opposite. It's a good thing. I'm just going to jump in here um, and just say as we wind up this segment, um, Darlene, you know, you must know that you've changed people's lives just by coming and talking to Blair about your situation because people... They, some, there might be somebody who for the first time has heard that it's okay to ask for some help and that it wasn't as painful as you thought it was going to be. So that must be the same for them as they make that first phone call and, and get some help. It's just so great. I just want to thank you so much for coming on uh, the segment with Blair today. Oh, absolutely. And I hope that more people do phone and, and take that initiative to make their lives so much better than it, you know, than it is right now because... You know, it's so easy to get into debt, and it's hard to get out. But, um, you know, with the help of Sands and Associates, there is a way. Wonderful. You're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands and Associates, helping you get out of debt. Uh, Blair, I, I've been away and I, I talked with all kinds of uh, interesting people, uh, a, a number of Americans in that group. And, we, you know, they asked, well, what do you do? And I said, oh, I get to work on this show with Blair Manton and it's a company and, and it, they're licensed insolvency trustee. And she looked at me like, oh, my gosh, what's that? And explained it a little <laughs> bit. And she said, we don't have anything like that in the United States. Now, I'm pretty sh- I, I I don't know that one way or the other, but I did think how lucky we are in this country to have federally regulated licensed insolvency trustees who manage things that are so personal and so important and and life-changing for folks when they get into a debt situation, whether it be a con- consumer proposal or bankruptcy. And I just wanted to share that with you. I find that so interesting, Elaine, and it's definitely on point in that so many folks that I come in that come in to meet with me, you know, a lot of the news that we get is from the U.S. or watching U.S. shows and commercials, maybe not even realizing it. And sometimes people have already self-diagnosed and said, "Okay, I know there's nothing that can be done about tax debt or nothing can be done about student loan debt, because that actually is the case in the USA. You can't get rid of those debts if you're trying to do a proposal or restructuring of your debts. Well, in Canada, it's completely the opposite answer. Student loans and income taxes, they're treated just like every other consumer debt that we have here. Um, So it's such a powerful thing that people can have access to this consumer proposal, which I think the insolvency laws in Canada are amongst the best in the world, in my opinion. So it's great that we have these options. Wonderful. And this segment's all about the consumer proposal. And I know that you've had a huge influx of folks who have, over the past number of years, using the consumer proposal process to get out of debt. But but still, it's something that not everybody knows about, it, especially those who, who might benefit from them. So this segment's all about how a consumer, well, first of all, what a consumer proposal is and how it works to consolidate and cut your debt. So let's get right to it, Blair. And I think this is going to be a good segment for, especially for folks who haven't heard about it yet. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, a consumer proposal is the strongest thing you can do to restructure your debt short of filing for bankruptcy. So it's not filing a bankruptcy. It's a completely different legal remedy. What allows you to do is to restructure your debt and settle the debts completely with repaying often as little as 20 to 50% of the total balance. So a consumer proposal consolidates all of your debt together. It brings the interest charges down to zero. And then you have to decide working with your trustee what what can you reasonably afford to pay back? And often it's a significant discount on the full amount of the debt owing. So what happens is you sit down with a licensed insolvency trustee and every trustee certainly at Sands and Associates offers a free confidential consultation to review all of the options and see whether a proposal can work for you. Uh, if you decide you wanted to go forward with a proposal, you'd work out with your trustee, well, how is the budget looking? What can you reasonably afford to repay on a monthly basis, taking into account your income, your other obligations, your household, who needs to be supported, everything like that. A proposal can't be filed unless the trustee signs off saying that it's going to solve the problem and not putting you into hardship. Uh, what happens once the proposal is filed is your creditors start to deal directly with the trustee. So they're no longer able to contact you directly. They can't sue you. They can't take you to court. They can't even call you to ask for any payments. The trustee steps into your shoes, so to speak, um, and acts like a referee in between you and your creditors. Um, to be eligible to do a consumer proposal, um, the eligibility is very broad. You have to owe more than $1,000 and less than $250,000, and this excludes a mortgage on your principal residence. So it's a very wide band of debt that usually captures just about any consumer situation. And you can make a joint consumer proposal if you're a married couple cohabitating uh, or even just have incurred some joint together as friends or acquaintances. You can do a consumer proposal together, and in that case, the debt limit is up to five. $500,000. Uh, because a consumer proposal is not a borrowing solution, so you're not going to be borrowing any money, you're not going to be paying any interest, you don't have to qualify by having a superior credit rating or getting a co-signer to agree to take responsibility for a debt that they're not responsible for. You just have to be legitimately unable to pay the debts in full, and you have to reach out to a trustee to get, to get a hand with it. Uh, what's great about a proposal is it cuts the debt down to what you can afford, and because the debts are frozen, that target start, stops moving away from you every month. So it's zero interest and it's a reduced amount uh, compared to paying it off in full. Uh, in terms of an example, a recent consumer proposal that we filed for a client, um, they had debts that were about $25,000 and we looked at their monthly payments. We said, okay, if you're going to pay this thing off within five years doing what you're doing, you'd have to pay about $635 a month over a five-year term we were able to file a consumer proposal that would have them out of debt in three years instead of five and payments at $210 per month. So we said you can probably afford to offer back $7,500 on the $25,000 of debt, so about a 30% repayment, and the creditors accepted that proposal like they accept just about every consumer proposal. So very successful outcome. In this case, the person was able to write off 70% of the debt, stop all the future interest, and just have a three-year payment plan of $210 per month. So if you're, you as a listener are going, holy Toledo, I'm in a similar situation. Uh, we're going to be talking about a number of different uh, situations that different folks have had. Uh, but you can start right now by taking some action. 1-800-661-3030 is the phone number to book an appointment and their offices all over British Columbia. 
and the website, sans-trustee.com, and you can make your appointment through the website. And of course, you don't actually have to be in, go into an office. The, I know that Blair and his whole team across the province are happy to sit down with you on, on whatever kind of platform that you, uh, you want to use in order to start that discussion. Um, so let's get back to more examples, Blair, because I mm-hmm. think that really resonates with folks when they go, oh man, you, you, that sounds like my situation. Exactly. That, that's the goal here. And you know, I've got four examples to, to talk through here. So the first one, as a client's about 43 years old, he had some periods of unemployment and he had about $9,000 of consumer debt. But what was important is there was a lot of payday loans in there. And that $9,000, you know, he was treading water. It was going to continue to grow, especially with the high payday loan costs. Uh, so we're able to help him with a consumer proposal. He offered to repay $4,800 uh, on the $9,000, so just over half. Uh, and he filed a consumer proposal for $200 a month for just a 24-month term. So it's not the case every proposal has to last for five years. Sometimes proposals can be shorter if it's a smaller amount of debt and we're still able to offer that reasonable repayment on the debt. Um, Second example we worked with recently, a client was a 70-year-old widow and she had debts that were brought on to bridge the gap and increase living costs after the passing of her spouse. Um, She had about $17,000 in consumer debt uh, and she was able to reduce that by about 60% uh, down to about $6,300. What was most important to her was making sure it was a reasonable monthly payment that she could afford to pay given that now the household income was lower than it was before. So her proposal was $150 a month over a term of 42 months, which again gave her about $6,300 to pay rather than $17,000 plus interest plus charges. And we haven't said it yet, but Elaine, all of the costs of administration are included in every example I'm giving you today. This is all that anybody ever pays. The trustee is set by a government tariff uh, and the fees of a trustee are deducted before creditors get their payment. So there's never anything extra. There's no catch that you're suddenly going to get a bill here. Uh, A couple more quick examples here. Uh, One client had $84,000 of debt, uh, mainly due to some periods of unemployment and supporting some extended family, some here and some in in another country. Uh, They had credit card minimums of over $1,400 per month and also owed CRA a bunch of money for income taxes. So they were very stretched and struggling. Uh, They were able to offer a consumer proposal that reduced the debt by nearly 70%. So it took them from about $84,000 down to $28,200 and their monthly payment obligation was $470 a month over a 60-month term. So from $1,400 and not even including taxes down to $470 and it dealt with their tax problem as well. Um, Again, just a life-changing type of impact of filing that consumer proposal. Um, the last proposal example is just wanted to highlight that not always is a consumer proposal a monthly payment. Sometimes it's the case that friends or family members want to help somebody with a debt problem. The best way to do that is to help them with a lump sum consumer proposal. So the client we were working with, um, they had debts of over $140,000 and had just been through some of the most difficult periods you can imagine as, as a human being. They had costs with their spouse's cancer treatments, uh, challenges of being a single parent after the spouse unfortunately passed 
passed away and then had their own medical conditions and difficulties obtaining employment. What they were able to do was to have $140,000 of debt reduced down to a lump sum payment of $36,000. So it was reducing the debt by almost 75%. And it was the case that their family members really wanted to help. And we said, well, the best way you can help is let's reduce the debt in a proposal um, and then be able to offer a significantly lower lump sum than if the family members were just going to help trying to pay the debt off in full or help them with minimum payments. This was the best option by far from the person. And they were able to move forward, put all that debt behind them at just about 25 cents on the dollar. Blair, are there any restrictions on what types of debts can be con uh, included in a consumer repo uh, proposal? Very few restrictions. So almost every debt you can think of is fair game in a proposal. So any consumer and business debt, um, any income tax debt, a SERB overpayment, even if you're a guarantor of a business debt, you know, all of that can be included. The things that can't be included are pretty common sense. So things like child support or spousal support, generally people don't want to re reduce those amounts anyway, because taking care of your dependents. Uh, if you've been to court and there's a fine imposed against you, uh, if you have a government student loan, you've been a very recent student, meaning less than five to seven years, um, that type of a debt would survive a proposal. But even a student loan after you've been out of school, certainly for seven years, it becomes just like every other debt. So it's a very short list of things that can't be included in a proposal. It's a much longer list, which is essentially just about any consumer debt, any of the debts that are causing you a problem can generally be included and, and reduced inside a consumer proposal. Now, we just got about just over a minute left in, in this segment. Do you want to talk a little bit about the, what the process is like for, for folks working with an LIT, a licensed insolvency trustee, working on a mm -hmm. proposal? Because I know that you have a very good sense of that. Yeah, well, the, the biggest thing to take away is that you can work directly with a licensed insolvency trustee. You don't need an advisor. You don't need a referral. You don't need to pay any fees. There's a whole industry of debt advisors, debt consultants that will say, you know, we'll represent you before you go to a trustee. All of that is unnecessary, unregulated. In my view, it's financial abuse of vulnerable consumers. So the idea is you come directly to a trustee. You have that free confidential consultation where certainly at Sands and Associates, you'll feel empathy uh, in place where you might have anticipated judgment. Coming out of that first meeting, you'll have a sense of what the proposal might look like, and then you'll start to make your decisions. And if you choose to go forward, you'll meet with us as many times as you need to be comfortable. The only time you'll ever pay is when you sign the proposal, and the only thing you'll ever pay is whatever that monthly payment is that you're offering. Everything else is at no cost and no obligation to you. This is one of my favorite segments. I know we're going to do two of them, Blair, but I love this study that Sands & Associates does uh, talking to all of your people or at least a, a big percentage of your people uh, to find out your clients, to find out what got them in this situation, how they, uh, you know, their debt situation and how they got out of it and their whole experience. I just think it's such valuable information for everyone. Yeah, I'm really thrilled to be talking about this as well, Elaine. It's the 11th consecutive year that we've done these studies. So, you know, ever since 2012 when we started. And it's so fascinating to see the trends over time, some positive, some quite concerning. Um, but you're right, it's a very unique study um, insofar as it's over 1,700 individuals, all BC residents. And these are all people that have taken steps to restructure their debt. So it's folks that have been through either a personal bankruptcy or a consumer proposal. 
council and the number 1700 people that's actually a big proportion of the number of people every year in the province of bc that take formal steps to restructure their debt that's almost 15 percent uh, of the yearly total so with sands and associates being bc's largest firm of licensed insolvency trustees we've just got that much larger of a client base to draw from um, and it's remarkable how deep the insights people are willing to share, willing to give advice to others, talk about the warning signs of their debt, talk about the personal impact upon them. Uh, and it's just such a unique study. I know we're going to talk about where people can find it at the end, but just to let people know right away, if you go to our website at sands-trustee.com forward slash debt study, you'll find this year's study along with the 10 preceding studies as well. And it's just really, really insightful information. Excellent. So we're, uh, Blair's going to share some key findings from the most recent study. Uh, so let's, so do you want to introduce it a little bit more? I mean, you've talked a lot about it already as, as a series, uh, and mm -hmm. a little bit about the people who participated. Uh, do you want to dial it down just a little bit more and, and let us know who was there? Uh, well, let's talk about trends, I think. Yeah, I think I think sure. folks know, yeah, it's our clients, it's folks who've restructured their debt, but the trends are what's interesting too, because if you're somebody listening, you're British Columbian, you're struggling to manage your cost of living, uh, pay off your credit cards, you might be increasingly turning to credit to meet your expenses, uh, the study says you're far from alone. Uh, what we found in this most recent study is that high interest, easy to access credit continues to be the most common type of debt that gets people into trouble. Um, and to the extent that three in five people, nearly 60% of the people that we surveyed in, in this study, they said that credit card debt was the main type of debt that they had that caused them problems. And that was five times higher than the next highest debt type. So it's, it certainly is a case that credit card debt is the easiest type of debt to incur. And it's quite easy for it to get away from you with the high interest charges that can accumulate. Now, the second um, highest type of debt is, is quite concerning. It's payday or installment loans. And that's at roughly 12% of people saying that was their primary issue. That's the highest that's ever been. Um, so in the past, you know, it was about 5%, 7% payday loans. For it to get to 12%, um, it says, again, the people are relying on very high cost, um, low barrier often. You don't need to do much to get a payday loan other than show you're employed. Uh, but it is something that can cause a, a significant uh, amount of problems. And then the third type of debt that got people into trouble just behind payday loans was tax debt. So whether it's personal income tax, GST, maybe some uh, COVID benefits repayment, um, that was the third type of debt that people cited as really getting them into trouble. Uh, in terms of the amount of debt that people had before they started to reach out for help, most common was about twenty-five dollars to $50,000 of debt. About 36% of people said that that was when they reached out for help. Um, and what was also interesting is about 30% of people actually had very good credit. Their credit rating was from good to excellent at the time they filed either a consumer proposal or a bankruptcy. So it really does show you that credit ratings alone aren't an accurate measure of your financial health. You might have a great credit rating, but you still might need to restructure your debt in the very near term. So it's not always you can take comfort by saying, I might have a lot of debt, but I'm making all the minimum payments. My credit score is, you know, 700, 800. So I don't have a problem. Um, the survey result would say, well, no, a lot of folks in that situation realize they're not getting ahead. They do need to take some action. So just have having a good credit rating uh, is not a sole indicator that you're in financially good shape.
See, I think that's really an important point for folks to to sort of embrace a little bit. Um, a, a question that we not specifically that we've we've sort of included in this segment, but was there anything of those trends that surprised you? Uh, boy, I've never seen that mm-hmm. before. Or is it just a, a you know, so uh, more people are suffering from similar things from study to study? You know, the most significant finding, and I thought this was hugely positive, is just the number of people that are no longer filing for bankruptcy and they're choosing to file a consumer proposal, which we talk about so much on this show. And certainly if a listener isn't aware of a consumer proposal, listen to a couple more segments and I'm sure we'll be talking about it. But when we first did the survey back in 2012, it was about 20% of respondents had filed a consumer proposal, which means about 80% of people had filed a bankruptcy. Well, in 2023, those numbers have flipped completely completely to 81% of people are filing consumer proposals, less than 20% of people are filing bankruptcies. So in a space of a 10, 11 year period, um, that's such a dramatic swing. And it's such a positive swing because in almost every case, people are better off when they file a consumer proposal. They feel better because they've avoided a bankruptcy. Their creditors actually get money back rather than having to write the whole debt off. And it seems to speak to people coming and getting help sooner while it's still possible. For them, for them to make a proposal rather than just ignoring things for years on end. And then sometimes bankruptcy is the only option left at that point. And Blair, the show's working. If more and more people are, are looking <laughs> to consumer proposals, you're doing the, you're doing the job, right? You're doing the That's right job. That's our goal here. Just get the information um, out. Yeah. <laughs> And I, and I just, and with that, I just want to add, if the, any of this information is already resonating with you, you want to take some action, I'm going to throw the phone number in here. It's 1-800-661-3030. And that's for Sands and Associates offices that are literally all over British Columbia. So um, can we talk about some of the common causes for debt mm-hmm. uh, for folks that who were participating in the study? Anything surprising there? Well, I think it's really interesting and that a lot of people, and I'll count myself among these types of folks before I became an insolvency trustee, is a lot of people just assume that the person that goes bankrupt, I have nothing in common with them because they probably just made a bunch of really silly decisions that everyone knew at the time they were making the wrong calls. But as we look at it, five of the top six common causes of debt that were identified are generally matters outside of an individual's control. And one of the most significant findings this year was the number two cause of insolvency. So just behind people saying, you know, it was just mismanagement, I got too much credit. The second cause behind that was people said, you know, the cost of living has escalated beyond my ability to keep up with it. Everything costs more. I can't just tell the family to eat less and my wages aren't keeping up anymore. So I've had to use credit to fill that that gap. Um, So that was about one in four consumers said that it was the cost of living that's really contributed to them needing help. The other major causes are things that would just commonsensically make sense that, you know, you probably wouldn't be able to withstand some of these blows. And there are things like an illness, injury, or a health-related problem, a marital or relationship breakdown, a job-related issue, so perhaps an interruption in income, a loss of a job, and then re-established employment at a lower wage. We see that a lot. Uh, And then the last cause was a pandemic related job loss or reduction. So other than the top cause, which is about 27% of people saying, you know, I just made some mistakes with my credit, all of the other circumstances, the vast majority of cases, you know, these are things that people couldn't really have done much different. They couldn't have planned for inflation like we've seen. You don't generally plan to know that you're going to be ill or have a marriage breakup or lose your job. So oftentimes people get into debt um, just because of the life events that occur and they need some help to respond to what's been thrown at them. 
Got it. Now, we've just got about a minute or so left in this segment. Um, do you want to talk about some of the solutions that folks tried before coming to work with a licensed insolvency trustee or SANS and Associates? Yeah, I think it's useful to, to highlight that. And I know we're going to continue on to another segment to go into a little bit more detail here. But what we found is that a lot of folks, you know, they're in this situation from borrowing money. The first thing they try to do is to borrow their way out of the situation. So most people, before they reach out for help, they try to apply to extend their credit limits. They borrow from friends or family. They might try to apply for consolidation financing. And sometimes they really escalate their borrowing by using payday or installment loans. So in general, people try a lot of things that just put them further into debt, where what they really need to do is just click pause for a second and get some advice. Reach out to a licensed insolvency trustee, have that free consultation and figure out what the great options are available to them to let them turn things around. And again, for 80% of people, it's not a bankruptcy. Now we're talking about the 2023 BC Consumer Debt Study that Sands & Associates does. And uh, this one this year is fascinating. We're, the last segment we learned some things and this one uh, also very interesting because it's about the common experience. What all these 1,700 folks have in common with each other and in large groups of, of people who are experiencing the same thing. So Blair, what are some of the key findings from the study when it comes to how people's debts were impacting them? And it's a big one, I'm sure. I think this is so significant, Elaine, because a lot of folks can really feel like they're alone and they're suffering in silence. They're the only person that's experiencing significant impact from being in debt. Um, you know, having been a trustee for 15 years, I can tell you that there's almost nobody that I've met with who is not personally impacted and often very significantly impacted by having debt that they can't pay back. I don't know anyone I can recall that came into my office just so nonchalant, not worried about anything, owing tens of thousands of dollars. Debt really is a problem problem that I'm convinced it's one of the largest undiagnosed and untreated public health issues that we have these days is people are struggling in debt and not getting help. And what people told us about how debt impacted them, four in five people, about 83%, said when they were in debt, they thought about it constantly. It wasn't a few minutes a day. It was every minute of every day it was on their mind. Uh, four in five people said their mental health suffered by being in debt. Uh, over 60% of people said their self-esteem suffered because of being in debt, because sometimes you can feel like a failure. You know, I'm not honoring my obligations, even the way we talk about things, it makes us sound like we're a bad person by not being able to pay back money that we that we incurred. Uh, about half of people said their physical health suffered. And that's such a gift for me as a trustee to see how their people's physical and mental health can improve once they take action against their debt. It's literally some people are inches taller when I see them on the second or third meeting compared to the first meeting when they walk in, you know, really hang in their head in shame. Um, even folks were saying, you know, they were putting their life events on hold. Up to 29% of people said they're delaying starting a family, uh, maybe purchasing a home, going back to school because they're just worried uh, about servicing the debt they've incurred. Um, and then in terms of what people actually felt, the symptoms of their debt, over three quarters of people experienced anxiety from the stress of debt. Two thirds said they felt hopeless. Um, two thirds close to it said they felt depressed. And what's a sobering metric for us, and this is something that unfortunately hasn't moved much in the 11 years of us doing the survey, is one in six people said they experienced suicidal ideation uh, because of their debts. They were contemplating suicide as a solution. Um, and again, if 
anybody is listening to this, just take something away. There is no debt solution that can't be fixed, no debt situation so severe that ever has to be a consideration. But consi consistently, it's about one in six people. And, you know, that's a few hundred people just in this survey response that said they were actively uh, contemplating suicide because they just felt so down about their debts. I want to jump in with the phone number, Blair, uh, for anyone who's wanting to take action, who they resonate with some of this information, or maybe all of it, too. 1-800-661-3030 uh, is the phone number. It's an 800 number. You can call, set up your first meeting, sit down, and just begin to talk to someone who can give you a hand to figure it out and, and figure out your next best steps. Uh, the website, as well, is terrific, and that is sans dash trustee.com. Do you want to mention some of the other warning signs for folks that their debts were a problem, Blair? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the most common warning sign that people identified is, is what we've mentioned a little bit. It was the overwhelming stress. So that was more than 70% of people said, you know, I knew my debts were a problem because I could feel it. You know, it wasn't that I was necessarily being sued or taken to court, but for seven out of 10 people, it was just that overwhelming stress. Uh, the other top warning signs for 60% of people, they said they could only make minimum payments on their debts. And they figured out, well, a minimum payment, as we often talk on this show, is not designed to get you out of debt. Uh, minimum payment is designed to keep you in debt for decades often and cause you to pay as much interest as, as humanly possible. Um, other warning signs where folks were seeing that their debt balances weren't going down even though they were making payments, so probably they were having to charge more on the cards than they were actively able to pay off each month, and they were accumulating more debt on their credit reports, or sorry, on their on their credit balances each month. Um, sometimes the, the warnings are not obvious, and sometimes they're warnings that, you know, hit you right in the face, so the more traditional warnings that people would say, okay, for sure, if this was happening, you know you've got a debt problem, are things like getting collection calls, texts, letters, or court notices, uh, bouncing or missing payments, being turned down for a bank consolidation loan. So a lot of people, the first thing they try to do is, hey, let's just go to the bank, let's put all the debt together and get a lower interest rate. But for most people who don't have free and clear assets to pledge or a co-signer, which is very risky, they find it pretty difficult to get approved for that financing. And then finally, and this was only 5% people said, you know, my wages were being seized and that's how I knew I had a problem. But quite often it just really starts with that feeling, that stress, that thinking that if you think you have a debt problem, you're probably right. And it's time to reach out for help when you're feeling that stress, even if you haven't been sued or getting collection calls or having your wages taken, that's enough of a reason, the stress to get you to, to connect with a professional. And um, there's a question here about uh, advice that you can give someone to a listener who may be wondering if their own debt, debt situation warrants getting professional help. And I, and I kind of feel that you've really answered this in so many ways. And it's, it's the subtle things or, like you said, really in your face kinds of things. Yeah, that that's exactly it. So it's it's really letting people know just go go with your gut, right? If you're thinking about your debt 24/7, you're going to feel a whole lot better at least just having an information meeting with a trustee, having that consultation. Not a foregone conclusion you need to do something formal, but at least you're going to know what all your rights, your remedies, your responsibilities are in the situation. Yeah. Now let's, can we talk a little bit more about uh, what most people do to move on from a debt problem? And, and of course, that feeling that comes with it, feeling more positive about things. 
Yeah, and that's what's such a gift in the study that we do every year is we ask people, you know, well, how are you doing now? So now that you've completed either a bankruptcy or a consumer proposal, and over 90% of people said that they were either very satisfied or extremely satisfied uh, with their decision to restructure their debt. So it's a difficult road that people come along to, you know, to understand what are the options, take that step of making a legal um, debt restructuring, whether it's a consumer proposal or a bankruptcy. But more than four in five people, close to 90% now have said that filing a proposal or a bankruptcy helped them to manage their day-to-day -day finances despite the noticeable rising costs. So a lot of folks that I speak to, they say, oh, I don't know what I'd be doing now if I wasn't in this proposal, had consolidated the debt and reduced it down because, you know, my budget is tight given the cost of living and rent these days. So it really can be that dealing with your debt puts you in a much better situation to handle, you know, the, the necessities of day-to-day -day life. And then what's awesome in, in the study study too is, you know, we get asked some very open-ended questions, you know, what would you have done differently um, if you knowing what you know now? And then what advice would you give to others if someone is facing a situation? And if anybody wants to read the study in detail, if you go to our website at sands-trustee.com forward slash debt study, it's just remarkable, the very personal um, types of advice, of insights, you know, the common theme that I would take away, uh, the biggest challenge that people come to is just they wait too long. They fl flounder about sometimes for up to two years when they just don't know what to do. So consistently the advice to others is to reach out for help, to have that first meeting, to not be afraid, to know that a professional is here to help you, not to judge you, um, and to just stop that suffering cycle that can just go on far too long. And I think too, you know, it's important to add that there isn't just one option. There's a number of options. Mm -hmm. There's the very specific bankruptcy or consumer proposal, but there's a lot of other things that you may not have thought about on how to do or how to do better if you're afraid that this kind of thing might get bigger as opposed to smaller. So this is another wonderful opportunity to talk to somebody from Sands and Associates. It's about, it's about getting supportive, as you mentioned, non-judgmental help on your debt. You you can book that free conf confidential uh, consultation. And this is the phone number again, 1-800-661-3030. It's toll free, of course, or visit the website sands-trustee.com. You've been listening to Dollars and Cents. See you next time. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.